You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Welcome back for another amazing conversation. This was such a fun episode to do. I'm calling this episode Girls Like Group Chat because it was just me and the lovely women from Black Girls Texting just talking about really fun beauty moments, beauty memories, a little nostalgia. It was just such a good time. I feel like listening to this episode is going to be the the audio experience of being in a group chat where just everyone's talking about everything and opinions are flying and memories are coming up. So it was so much fun. I had a great time talking to them. I'm also on their podcast. So make sure you check out Black Girls Texting. I'm not quite sure when my episode is going to come out, but I think it's coming out soon. We also got to record in person, which is always fun. Other than that, I'm enjoying, you know, it's fashion week. So I've been able to go to some really fun fashion week events. There was an amazing event, Topicals, Amicole, and Bread, Bread Beauty Supply. They all got together, all fabulous Black-owned brands and all women I've had on the podcast. So it's amazing to see how this new generation of beauty founders are coming together and supporting each other. And they all really stand for something and they just make amazing products. So that was really fun. I recorded this this week. And then I also went to another fun fashion week breakfast. So I've been out and about getting to try on different outfits, wear my heels. Like New York Fashion Week gives you a great opportunity just to have a little bit of fun with fashion. And I experimented with my look. I was doing my twist up, but I kind of pinned it on the sides. I was trying different eyeshadows. I did a pink eyeshadow. I've also had the privilege of having a live demo makeup tutorial with last week's guest, Katie Jane Hughes. Go to Naked Beauty Planet on Instagram. There is like a 54-minute Instagram live that I've just saved where she teaches me how to finally do like an amazing eyeshadow look with winged liner. And we use the Pat McGrath palette that's always very intimidating to me. But I figured it out. I'm feeling so empowered right now. I feel like I can, like, I'll never have to hire a makeup artist again. Like, 
I've got it. She has so many tips in that. So make sure you check out that video if you want to up your makeup game. And other than that, I hope everyone's well. I hope you guys are easing in to this new season with joy and that you're also finding moments to relax and replenish yourselves. I think you guys are going to have a lot of fun listening to this conversation. Thank you for all of your support. It means the world to me. Thank you for all of the kind reviews you've left on Apple Podcasts, for sharing this podcast with friends, for screenshotting when you're listening. I appreciate the love. All right, let's get into my conversation with the women of Black Girls Texting. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, Solon logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I am joined with the women of Black Girls Texting. Welcome to Naked Beauty. So great to be here. Yes. Thank you for having us. I thought we met in person, but this is our first in-person meeting. Oh my gosh. Meeting. Doesn't it feel like we know each other? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Well, we have similar lives, right? Yeah. We're Black women living in New York and podcasting. And yes. we've been at it for a while. Yes. yes. We don't have a cute baby, though. <laughs> you know what? In time, if that's what you want. Um, he's turning one tomorrow. I can't believe <gasps> oh it. Oh my God. I know. I have like, an emotional moment tonight leaving. Like, okay, when I see you in the morning, you're going to be one years old. Oh my gosh. I know. That's crazy. So that was so fast. It feels really fast. Fast, also, when you see what can happen in a year, like someone going from like essentially like a tadpole to like a little person, <laughs> a little yeah. froggy. Yes, it's it's um, it's great to see. So when did you guys start Black Girls Texting? 2018, May of 2018. OK, I know this so well because I was moving to San Francisco that summer. We started podcasting and then I was like, oh, gosh, guys, I'm leaving. How are we going to figure this out? And we we did it. It's been four years. That's not four years, man. <laughs> Glenn, Shit, it's not twenty. She's a writer, May. not a mathematician. <laughs> I was in my head like twenty eight nineteen. <laughs> I was literally counting my fingers like I didn't. <laughs> okay, three years, almost there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I need you each to introduce yourselves, your name, what you do, and where you're from. Because you know it's so funny. I listen to the podcast, and sometimes I get confused with who's speaking. I'm sure mm. you guys get this a lot. This is also my first time interviewing three people. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So for everyone listening, yes, name what you do and where you're from. Who wants to kick it off? Everybody's looking at me. Okay, this is Glenn. You can know me by my deep, raspy, amazing voice. Um, (laughs) No, um, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm a writer. I work in communications by day, but I'm also a freelance journalist, mostly culture and travel. But I also do personal essays and I'm working on a collection. Oh, I love that. Culture, travel. Those are all great topics to write about. What's your favorite place to travel? Oh, Southeast Asia, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
like a Thailand moment? Yeah. I, well, I lived in Cambodia for two years. I was in the Peace Corps and I traveled a lot through that region. I just really love Asia in general and all the different, like the ranges of culture and experiences you can have across that continent. What'd you do with the Peace Corps? It's like that, that you hear about that, right? Like, oh, I worked at the Peace Corps, but like, what's the day to day? Like, what yeah. does that entail? The day to day was a lot of like being tucked underneath of a mosquito net because I was being <laughs> poor and dealing with a lot of bureaucracy because I was a teacher. Um, okay. But the, the whole system there was just kind of wild. Yeah. And watch like, out now. You know, the, I know. the poster child. I know. I know. Michelle I know. Obama's mm-hmm. listening. Yes. <laughs> Michelle Obama came to. Cambodia and like I got to sit with her at this oh like very God. small round table thing that was all about like uh, continuing education for girls but yeah so I taught and like some days I would go to my school and all the kids would be leaving and I would have no idea why and they'd just be like school's canceled and there would be like no explanation wow and then I was teaching English to a class that had all different sorts of levels it was very challenging mm. but it was also really fun and crazy and like oh. a, t- a turn up to be quite honest, because yeah. a lot of people come like straight out of college and, have and we're fun. just, and yeah, yeah. and travel. So a lot of like partying going on oh, at yeah. night too. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so for people that are trying to figure out what to do after college, tell your parents you're going to go to the Peace Corps and I, then have a great experience. And it'll also, extremely noble, but also like have a great time. Yeah. Yeah, and it looks great on your resume. <laughs> exactly. Brooklyn, so you grew up in the city. Yeah, Okay. That's I. Don't you get offended? I get offended when people say, oh, New York's so great, but not to raise children. I'm like, it's I so up, rude. It's rude. It's like, I didn't grow up. In, like, <laughs> I don't get it. I think we're the best kind of kids. Right. Thank well, you. Well-rounded, yeah. culture. We can be a little jaded because of that, though. I was going to say, Ooh, that's the only I'm not. Thing. You every day say New York City is the best place in the whole world. Every day. Why would you go anywhere else? Every place else pales in comparison. That's jaded. Oh, that's jaded. Oh, okay. That is the definition of jaded, right? Yeah, didn't know. Sorry. But I think jaded <laughs> is basically when you don't appreciate it. Jaded is like when you take uh, it for granted. True. You're not phased. But here's my my thing. Like, I... Introduce yourself yes. first. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I know he's speaking. Oh, sorry. Hi. No, it's okay. No need to apologize. I'm Shade. <laughs> don't know how you would know. I guess you can know me from my range of Valley Girl to like very Brooklyn. I was going to get say, everything in song. between. Yeah. It, it's like sometimes going to be a little, you know, and then sometimes it's going to be like this. So you'll know me from that. <laughs> so this is going to be funny. I usually don't tell people where I work, but cats right. out the bag. We actually work for the same company. Do you tell people where you work? I feel they like know, everyone knows know. where you work. Let's, let's not let's just say, say it, that. But everyone knows. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We work at the same place. I work really with shopping retailers. So I'm a vendor manager. For some of your favorite brands. And yeah, my background's been really in retail, but hoping to kind of like venture into consulting and like helping small brands kind of navigate the world of where we work. Cause I think it's definitely gonna be the future of shopping. So yeah. I love that. And where'd you grow up? I too grew up in Bedsty, Brooklyn. Nice. Glenn and I were neighbors, mm-hmm. kind of. I know, she, I know. she was on the nice side of town, white style. <laughs> <laughs> She grew up on the other side of the track. Right. I'm on the, I'm on the other side of the tracks. Um, but yeah, just kind of, I think small Brooklyn families, yeah. kind of all knowing one another. Our parents like knew of one another. And yeah, we met. Yeah. She described me as bougie and strange. Yeah. I and think loud. Yes. Very loud. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd say like going back to the growing up in the city thing, it's so interesting. Like I have so many friends from college who were like, you guys are just like, very intense because you grow up pretty fast. I don't know if that applies to everyone, but I feel like for the most part, like your average kid wasn't going to Avenue at 15 years old, dancing on tables. Literally like 
one oak Tuesday night right. and I like have my biology test. Literally, it was like in greenhouse on a Sunday evening. Oh my like, gosh, greenhouse. I remember Kane. All the places. With Marquee. I had Marquee. 16 at Marquee. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Someone came up to me at a part, like an event the other day and was like, hey, I host tables at Tao Marquee. I was like, please get away from me. <laughs> Right now. You're I'm, 10 years too I late. Say, <laughs> I'm not a 16 year old. Maybe even right. more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. But th- those were the days like 10 June. You know, it's so interesting. I love going out. And I think if New York nightlife was still how it was then with like bottle service and like coat check, I would like it. But now, I don't know if you guys have gone out recently, but it's like a warehouse in Brooklyn with like music, no lyrics. I can't. Like, we no were lyrics. doing warehouses in Brooklyn though. Yeah. You guys a learned lot. that. No, we were. And we were, we had a mix because we, okay. you're a Manhattan girl, right? Yeah. We're Brooklyn. So I'm Chelsea. Yes. Chelsea. <laughs> Pinky. <sighs> and you'll know me by the angelic, sweet voice. Oh. <laughs> I'm also from Brooklyn, but Flatbush. But we were doing like a mix of like clubs and random warehouses in Williamsburg. Totally. Like Brooklyn okay. kids. High school. There's like a phase where like our guy friends would rent out these Lofts. Yeah. yeah. Play like this house techno music. Oh, no. no. They were playing like Rumpin' Shop. Yeah, I was like, it's bringing, like, very bringing you know, forward. Okay. A lot of, there was a lot of dubbing. Party yeah. music. You know, yeah. Winding. Yeah. Winding, winding yes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of winding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a vibe. I really miss those days, like getting ready for like the night out. I know. So, why did you guys start Black Girls Texting? Oh, now everyone's looking at me. Okay. <laughs> so, we had a group chat. There were quite a few young ladies in it and it was really interesting. I've kind of reflected on this. I don't know if I've said this in the past, like in our kind of explanations of the show, but we actually did have kind of a nice range of ages. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Chelsea, you might've still been in college. Yes. I'm and eight. oh, get over yourself. <laughs> and um, the oldest in our group at the time, I think had been like done with college, kind of like getting into more into her career of like figuring out what she wanted to do. And like kind of living alone, like developing her apartment and all these things. Yeah. And so it would be like Chelsea figuring out like, oh, my God, what am I doing post-grad? And then like some of us entering the workforce. And we were having all these different conversations around like just navigating being young Black women mm-hmm. in New York City. And like kind of what anyone goes through, but like through our lens. And, and we wanted to show that like as Black women, we're not a monolith, but we're also just like anybody else right yeah. um so that's kind of where the the name black girls text something so simple we all text we all have like these group yeah. chats where we're exchanging information but like one minute someone's asking like about what birth control to use and changing from nuva rings to iud's and then we're talking about like negotiating a salary and so like it was very interesting and i was like okay other people have to be talking about this mm-hmm. and i yeah. love that Yeah. And we've been able to like invite like black women experts, which has Mm -hmm. been really cool. So like we can kind of learn from black women, like whether it be about finance or whatever the situation is. So it's been a journey. Amplifying those black voices. I hate when you We've had like some really (laughs) incredible guests. Like we interviewed uh, Amanda Seals. We interviewed Jocelyn Felix. I thought you were going to say Jocelyn, Jocelyn Hernandez. Hernandez. No. You mean Allison Felix. Oh Why did I say Jocelyn Child? Because you're thinking of... Do it like it's my day. day. I have been keeping up to this, uh, like <laughs> all the drama today. Allison Felix, I'm so sorry to speak ill of your name, sis. What a legend. But yeah, we sat with her. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. She's um, awesome. 
who else have we had? You guys, Janelle Monet. Um, Lena Waithe. Lena Waithe. Um, Iconic. Yeah. Who's the woman that made Carol's daughter? She was really amazing. Lisa Price. Lisa, Lisa Price. Price. Yeah. She started it in her like one bedroom apartment in yep. Harlem. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Amazing. Well, in the spirit of the group chat, I brought some questions for you guys. Ooh. These are all beauty questions, but questions that you would like hopefully talk about in a group chat. Okay. Okay. Um, we are, love games. Yeah. These are questions actually developed by it was Ami Kole, Topicals and Bread Beauty Supply. Oh, all yes. amazing the event. Yes. Brands. And I just got these cards last night. And I was like, this is literally perfect timing because I'm going to be talking to three amazing yeah. black women. So, okay. Who wants to take the first card? I'll do it. Go for okay. it. Okay. Can you hold this? And say your name again. Okay. Chels Pinky, angelic voice. <laughs> what are some things you say to affirm and remind yourself that you're that girl? Oh my God, that's so cute. These are amazing. I love that. Yeah. That's so cute. I usually just like say how blessed I am. I don't know if that means I'm that girl. Is that wrong? Yeah. But I'm, I, I, every day I say like, wow, I'm very blessed. Yeah. Every day. That's great. Yeah. Shade, when, that what, do, you, do you guys have things that you say to yourself to like affirm like I'm this I'm that girl you don't want to ask me I'm a, she's a Leo a Leo yeah. so are you Brooke it's I'm just it's just oh my god yes yeah. okay well then I don't know if you're I don't know if we're similar in this sense but I'm always like you are that girl like today <laughs> I was like wow your body looks amazing <laughs> And I stop, I, I stop in the mirror and I'm like, ooh. To your posterior. Wait, yeah. is, it, is it a Leo thing? Do you do that, Brooke? I think Leos have like a natural confidence. Like I don't even, I don't have to like psych myself up. It's just, it's just <laughs> you there. <just> know. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a Leo thing, but it's also just like an affirmed woman thing. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Lenny? For me, when I'm like writing or like doing something like a challenging task like professionally and I figure it out I'm like yes girl you did that you mad smart usually yeah. literally oh. I'll say that and I'm like like yes like I do a little ditty I do a little dance you wait know? that's so on brand <laughs> is it yeah because yeah, you're yes. like cerebral <laughs> right you're Those like you cocky right oh. <laughs> and I'm a Christian <laughs> that needs to be on a t-shirt <laughs> There's three They're C's. There's three C's. Oh, yeah, that's your next branding. Item. Branding. <laughs> Shade, do you want to pick the next card? Yes. All right. Oh, what's your favorite part about getting ready with your friends? I feel like we were just talking about this. Like the pairing for a night out with your girlfriends, I think a lot of it actually has to do with affirmation. Like you're like, girl, your hair looks amazing. Mm. Oh my God. I love that dress on you. You look so good. I yes. remember when you bought it, you know, like just these moments that like you hype each other up and you get ready to go out and you're able to walk into the spot, like very confident. I love the like pre going out cocktails or mm. wine. Everyone I feel has a skill in the group. Like, <laughs> yes. oh, like she's going to lay your edges. Yes. <laughs> she's going to get your wing liner together. Yeah. Like Someone's going to do the playlist. Right. Mm. Someone's going to make sure yes. like you're your bra straps are tucked in and everything is right. correct. It's like a very good, like yeah. sisterly bonding moment. Exactly. Someone's going to make sure you drink water. That's usually me. Yeah. Being like, guys. I'm like, I don't have anybody like that in my friend group. We need one. <laughs> what do you mean? We used to. Who reminds us to drink water? Oh. We used to have. We, yeah, we did. Oh, they got cut out? That's the Not bad story of me. the group chat. Yeah. People, that beautiful chat she described in the beginning. Yeah. They're, now they're a little messy. It's complicated. <laughs> okay. Life, life happens. Life happens. But it happens. It's life. Yeah. We had a friendship coach on and she said like every seven years, your friend group 
kind of shifts. Mm-hmm. I believe that. So, Absolutely. Yeah. We grow and evolve. Yeah. And some friendships no longer serve us. Very true. Huh. I just was going to make a quick plug. We actually did a collaboration, us three, um, with this brand called Norts about like the joys of getting ready together. And I oh. wrote a piece about it. And then we were like photographed, like getting each other ready. Cute. And it was sort of about... And I don't do this as much now, but like, remember when you were younger, you guys would be like trading pieces yeah. and then you're like going out wearing parts of each other. Yeah. And it's kind of like you have this like shared wardrobe. And I think it speaks so much to like the comfort and safety and sisterhood that you have with your friends that you'd like trust them with your things or like their wardrobes are like an extension of yours. Yes. Yeah. Like that was such a very team. You're so deep. Thing. You know, it's so, oh my God. <laughs> it's so interesting you bring this up. I was reading this study about like Gen Z and kids today and how they are, there's less uh, drunk driving, there's less teen pregnancy, but not because they're like more responsible. It's because they're actually like outside less, like they're at mm. home and all of their socializing is done through the internet. Oh, interesting. Which is like, I mean, good that there's less, you know, right. drunk driving and less, but also sad yeah. because so much of the way that they come of age now and they experience each other is online. Yeah. So yeah. those yeah. moments that you're talking about, you know, all those getting ready. Intimate get... moments. They're, yeah. They don't, that is very sad. Yeah. They're so like coming of age moments. Yeah. Moments, you know, like when you watch two teenagers together, it's so odd. It's like they'll both be on their phones. Like I'm yeah. like, you're with your talk homie. Like talk. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. But true. Oh, my God. Wait. Let's. Uh, this one says toast. Let's give a toast to everyone who escaped the chokehold of Nagzima pads. <laughs> okay, we can cheer. <laughs> I'm dead. And apricot scrubs. Cheers. Cheers. Apricot scrubs. So were you guys ever guilty of Nagzima pads, Saint Ives apricot? I used to use the Saint Ives apricot scrub. I am embarrassed to say. Me too. And I've moved past it. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Is it not? I don't use it, but I've thought about this, like for exfoliating like other parts of your body. Is it still too harsh? No, definitely. You could use that as like a body scrub, but it's like ground walnuts, which is like very harsh. It's too much for the face. Oh, wow. You could definitely use it on your body. I'm thinking more so like areas you might laser and you want to keep very like smooth. Totally. Elbows, knees. Yeah. (laughs) That's not what those aren't the areas. Well, yeah. I'm talking about areas that are laser. (laughs) Sprinkling her fingers over top of her crotch. (laughs) And if you give me the cards, I'll draw another one for you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I realized I was doing that. This is hilarious. Okay. When you were a kid and you didn't like the way your stylist did your hair, you (gasps) A, asked the stylist to change it. B, asked your mom to tell the stylist you didn't like it. C, pretend you liked it, went home and cried and then tried to make it work. Big C's. C's. B. Okay, wait. First, I want to hear from you. Is there a specific memory you have of going to get your hair done? I feel like as Black women who grew up in New York City, I'm sure we all have like a Harlem hair braiding story. Oh my God. Yes. Wow. Now I'm thinking of three different things. I mean, I had, for a while I was, I had this whole obsession with like writing about the dynamics in like an African braiding shop and how they're like, damn, now I'm like, why do I always take it here? But I was just like, this is like such a diasporic place. Like you're getting your hair braided by an African woman. I'm black American in the chair. There's like a Caribbean woman next to me. There could be an Afro Latina woman in the room, but those would always be like, crazy because they were just the ladies would be like really intense and kind of rude to me and like (laughs) slapping my head all over the place but I do also remember going to the Aveda test salon and thinking that I was going to have like a fancy salon experience and I walked out of there looking absolutely crazy and it was like you know the moment you know like when you're sitting in the chair like this is going really bad 
This is not yeah. going to be good. What were you getting done? I was getting like a blowout. <laughs> I had no perm at the time. Yeah. Later on, I had gotten one. It was just bad. It looked terrible. It was horrendous. Poofy, oily, her- just bad. I could tell and you it was, so many stories. It was probably a student, right? That's the whole it was thing a student. about the Aveda test salons. It's like they have their students practice on you. And the price reflects that, but... <laughs> It but they be... also just didn't know how to do my hair. Right. Right. Oh, black hair. was a problem. Was, was it a non-black person doing yes. your hair? Oh, geez. And we're at a test. We're at a, a place with students. You let, them, you let them do that? I'd be like, I need a black woman. Yeah, I'd be like, I, know. I don't know if I could sit in the chair. I had no idea. Stop picking yourself downtown Brooklyn to I was. Mi- I did. I, then eventually <laughs> I did do that. <laughs> I was in middle school or something at the time. Oh, yeah, my God. Y'all have bad experience? I'm yeah. a C as well, but I just am like, I'm conflict avoidant. So even now to this day when I don't like something, I'm always like, uh, uh, fuck. Okay, it's done. Gonna figure this out. Okay, so I'll you win. don't speak up. I'm really bad at it. I'm okay, really, really. If bad you go at to it. a restaurant and they send you something you didn't order, will you eat it? Okay, in that in those situations, no. <laughs> okay. But it's because I feel like usually with a the stylist, there's kind of like a rapport, mm. so then I start to feel a little awkward. Whereas like if it's someone I just do not know, yeah. I have no problem being like, hate it. Don't want it. But when there feels like there's some type of relationship, yeah. I'm always like, oh, how are they going to take this? How do I like, how do mm-hmm. I deliver this in a kind way? But also like, you need to fix this. Bad at it. Very bad. Okay. Chelsea, what about you? I'm a C, no, a B. I would have my mom deal with it because <laughs> she'll fix it. Um, but the time I'm remembering is I lit- she took me to her hairstylist who, great man, Mr. Robert, but like he's older like he mm-hmm. probably shouldn't be cutting hair anymore because it's kind of oh, diagonal no. <laughs> um but she's like a loyal you know that's her guy he's been doing her hair for years he's like this southern man always wears a suit gaiters on like very sharp this is very interesting yes <laughs> i would want to keep going to him too so she took yeah. me there and i showed him a picture of i'm pretty sure at this time it was a printed out picture of alicia keys in some music video where she had bangs Ooh, bang. not the bangs yeah, the bangs <laughs> and my hair is very thick like and so was the bang <laughs> the bang was mad thick it was harsh it looked crazy oh and like i was like mommy like this looks crazy and then he tried to fix it and it wasn't totally fixed but it was better than his original bang cut yeah oh my i feel like there were like two bangs in like the late 2000s there was like the Nicki minaj like hard bangs yes. from her mixtape era and then there was like the beyonce me myself and i like wispy Yes. yes. The wispy ones I like the we, wispy We bang. wanted the wispy. Yeah. Right. But lots of people were walking around with the Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> like true. Nikki. You like the Nikki. It serves its purpose too. I mean, that was that was it's a, a moment. moment. That it was, was a moment. moment. What about the really short Beyonce one? That That's was, what I thought you were gonna bring up. No, no, no. That, that was, was a, a no. That was a no. That was a no. From like really video phone. Yeah. yeah, that was that really, was, really was bad. So but then she was walking Page around with era. that thing. I was like, girl. Her Betty Page era. What is happening? Um, this is another toast. And for people listening, we do have drinks with us. So let's give a toast to, to everyone who beat the whose braid is that allegations. <gasps> like a braid oh, is on the shit, floor. Like the braids have fallen out. <laughs> yeah. Wait. <laughs> cheers to that. Whose braid are, is that allegation? So have you guys been in a situation, <laughs> a braid an ex- for, for, for our white listeners? Sometimes when we get braided extensions, one flies free. <laughs> and there's a moment where people look at it and they say, whose braid is that? <laughs> and either your heart stops and you're like, shit, is that my braid? <laughs> or you fess up to it. I have a clear story on this. One of my braids fell out. I was in Miami with my then boyfriend. We were lounging oh, by the pool and my braid literally just is 
on the lounge chair and he proceeds to pick it up and wrap it around his wrist and then like whip me with it. And I was like, I hate you so much. I'm kind of embarrassed, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I'm just laughing because like, right. whatever. He made it funny. He made it yeah. funny. That's he made funny. It funny. I was like, damn. <laughs> it was one of the thick ones too. Yeah, I was say, it had to be one of the big ones. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I like never wrapped that, it around though. his whole hand. I never had that happen. You never had a braid fall out? Mm-hmm. But I think also because Shade and I used to cut our hair a lot or I used to have like really short I used to have like a little pixie moment and then I would try to put braids, braids in that. Right. And Girl, it's hanging the whole on. back of my hair fell out. And I was li- I was in Italy studying abroad at the time. So I just used to just wear my braids straight down <laughs> and thinking cover that like up. to cover up the whole back was gone. <laughs> and I was living with all these white people and I was afraid to explain to them like, yo, all my braids fell out. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I God. sneakily went and found a braiding shop one day. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. And who was next? I think I think me. Chelsea. Yeah. Okay, Chelsea. Would you rather get thrown in a pool with fresh braids or after wash day? Wow. Oh, God. Neither. I'm fighting whoever threw me in that pool. <laughs> I'm not getting thrown in the pool. Yeah, that's expensive. Yeah, what? Both sound terrible. Okay. I pass. Pass. Next question. <laughs> I'm going to direct to you as well. What's the best makeup, skincare, or hair care advice you've received that changed the way you approach your routine? Oh, so I was watching this makeup by Mario video. He was like doing Jackie Aina's like fake wedding makeup. Yeah. And he presses the brush and doesn't pull. So I've been doing that recently and I kind of like it. Like he presses the brush in like prep. I, there's the no video. But what? this powder. Like, no, with a brush. He goes, ma'am, what are you what applying? Type of product? Foundation. Oh, foundation. Okay. Foundation. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? That's interesting because that's kind of what a beauty blender That's does, what it sounds right? like, a beauty blender. Okay, yeah. but I heard, okay, I love beauty blender. I love them. And I love, shout out to Erica. I'm about yes. to say. <laughs> yeah, but I heard, fellow podcaster. I love yes. her. And, and my fellow mom. Yeah, I love her. But I heard that if you have texture, it can kind of bring out your texture. I, could I don't that. know if that's true. Maybe. But yeah. that's what a makeup artist told me. So she told me sometimes for certain parts of your face, use a brush. Interesting. Yeah. What hack. about you? What about you guys? What's the, what's skincare, hair care, or makeup okay. advice that changed the way you approach your routine? I'm gonna say skincare. Just like upping my skincare game. Like it is a long process. It's like a ten step process, <laughs> but I love every minute of it. What it's are my the ten steps? But like, oh, okay. First, we're washing the face. Then I. Tone. What are you? What which cleanser are you using? Oh, shout out to Bolden. Okay. Yes. Yes. We, Bolden. we love Bolden. So I actually use Bolden as my face wash and I also use their toner or sometimes I'll just do like a witch hazel. Then after that, it depends on what I'm feeling. I have this drunk elephant like retinol that I'll use or I just started this Dr. Dennis Gross like serum-y kind of product for pores. Mm. Let's see. Okay, y'all are going to drag me. Sometimes don't say Kylie skin. No, a little Ambi is in the mix. Oh no, Ambi's Ambi's Ambi well, has come up. Isn't that bleaching crazy? Listen, the ladies at uh, Bolden she, told us not to use oh, yes, Ambi. She, she was like, it's a bit harsh. I'm pretty. Isn't it bleaching cream? Yeah, it's for discoloration. Well, okay, it's not bleaching cream. It's sold like at like your local drugstore. Yes. It's not like hardcore hydroquinone. But it helps with like hyperpigmentation. Yes. Something so you use it as a spot treatment. Yes. yes. Oh. So like, well, you guys can't see me, but I have like, I 
broken out recently. And so I will just apply it to like any spots. Exactly. That has to go on. Yeah. We, mm, yeah. I guess bleaching cream is a little uh, extreme. Um, I'm <laughs> not like dishes. slathering it all over my uh, face. After that, let's see. What are we doing next? Depends on how I'm feeling. Sometimes we're doing a nice oil. I'll also do a lip scrub and then a lip balm and then a gua sha mm-hmm. and or jade roll. Love. You've got the full routine. <laughs> That's great. Flynn, what about you? I was thinking about how I never knew how to contour. And I remember I went to Sephora like a couple of years ago and this woman taught me away at the time. Like I was putting my contour like down in the middle of my cheek. Oh, yeah, wow. that's how she taught me. And then recently I was watching a video and they were like, you need to bring your contour like uh, way up higher. Yeah, yeah. Right, like kind and, of underneath your cheekbone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was doing it like where if you like pucker your lips yeah. in that little patch, but it really should be like up yeah. here. Because then I've it gives a beard. It should never go down. Like whenever you're doing makeup, I've, I'm looking at you because oh, oh, you I'm like, you're the up? expert. Yeah, it's like always And skincare, up. I thought. Up. No, it is up, but I mean, the, yeah. placement, the placement is up, is up right oh, below I the cheekbone. I thought you were like pulling your contour no, no, down. No, 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 no. I was like, ma'am. <laughs> I just was doing it like under, like wait, like in my, on my cheek, basically. Mm, yeah. And what do you like to contour? Are you, are you doing a powder? Are you doing a cream? I'm doing like a stick, like the Fenty sticks. That Fenty stick is so good. You know? Just and I love that like quick. magnetic action. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was a great product. Yeah. It's just so quick. It's so easy. Um, right now I'm just doing that and, st- and the Ame Cole, um, like the skin tint. Yes. It's we so love it. buttery and like just amazing. We love that. Yeah. We love that. Shade, this is for you. Okay. When your hair looks good and your face is beat, who are you FaceTiming? Ooh. A, my significant other. B, my closest friends. C, bitch, everyone. Correct. <laughs> Everyone, because I usually call the the little, you know, the little thing I'm seeing, my friends. I tend to call my mother when my makeup looks really good. I would call my mom too. I often call my mother and she'll be like, you look so nice. I'm like, thanks, mom. But you also are just going to hop on an Instagram story and make mad faces. Correct. To like some music in the background. Correct. 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 (laughs) I love it. Then this is for you. Would you rather blow a bag on makeup or skincare and why? I think skincare definitely okay. gotta have that base <laughs> yeah exactly and i really like to keep my makeup routine like extremely simple and i don't even wear makeup that often so i'd rather the skin be popping yeah love that yeah. answer this is a hysterical question for you chelsea because i'm thinking about mr robert <laughs> <laughs> as a kid no matter how many times you told your stylist that you wanted your hair straight they would always do what a exactly what you asked or b bump the ends ah! Oh, they always bump in the ends. That's mad funny. <laughs> to this day, shout out to Phaedra. She does Shade and I, she does our hair to this day. She's always trying to do a curl or a texture. Yeah. I'm like, ma'am, my look is straight. Stop the bumping and yeah. curling. But low key, I feel like they kind of know that like volume, mm-hmm. you know, when we were young, we were looking at Avril Lavigne. We were looking at Skater right. Boy. We were seeing like the dead straight. Yeah. But there is something to having a little body yadi. I think hair. so. I agree. I went to Phaedra and she was like, your girl Chelsea's so boring. She don't <laughs> ever want to put just a little curl. What is this about? Y'all are so boring. She thinks <laughs> I am like her experiment. Every time I go there, she's like, you want bangs? You want a, a, a Shirley Temple? Not Shirley <laughs> Not Temple. Shirley Temple. She's always, you want a body wave? I'm like, no, I come here for the same thing. Just do what." I, but here's the thing about bumping the ends. Eventually, it falls. It falls. So of course. You, I feel like it's important when you're first leaving. They want you to be like, 
super fresh. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have two last questions and we're going to get into a little bit more discussion Then I'm going to hear your favorite products and any beauty mistakes you guys have made. Ooh. Okay, Shade, you'll take this last one. Actually, I want to hear what everyone thinks of this because I feel like I have the less popular opinion. <laughs> Would you rather go to sleep without A, doing your skincare routine or B, wrapping your hair? My skincare routine, I have a silk pillowcase. I'll be okay. <laughs> Literally same. Okay, okay, okay. Pretend, you hair. Don't, pretend you don't have the silk pillowcase. Oh, you still wash off your makeup if you have makeup on? No, no, no. no. There's no skincare routine. There's nothing. Or there's, oh, so- no, there's no silk pillowcase. There's no bonnet. There's no nothing. So you have to go to sleep without either doing your skincare routine or wrapping your hair. Skin. Like, I have to wash my face. I will be like the drunkest I've ever been <laughs> and somehow still doing 10 steps. Like, people are like in awe. <laughs> it has to be done. What about you guys? Yeah, I'd have to do my skin. I'm kind of notorious, even if I don't have the uh, silk pillowcase, because I also wear a lot of protective styles, and I know mm-hmm. I still should be wrapping them up. But sometimes the head just hits the pillow. I'm like, <laughs> I got braids. <laughs> it's a, I know it's bad. I'm crazy about my hair, so I'm wrapping my hair. Do you wrap your hair like in a doobie? Doobie every every night. night. You have I don't know if hair. she just what did like, she doing? like a loose kind of wrap and like threw the bonnet on top. If I want like a if I want like if I did like curls right and mm-hmm. I'm like okay I kind of want this look the next day I'll like do a loose bun but I'll still put a head scarf. Yes. Got you. Remember pin I'm, curls? Yeah, I do remember I pin, pin curls. curls. Oh my god! And I'm sorry if this is a rude question, but is this all your hair? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. you have beautiful hair. It's crazy. Thank she you. does. With as someone who has long, beautiful hair, are you offended when people don't think it's your hair? No, I typically I've never really had anyone not think it's my hair or maybe they just don't tell me. I don't tell you. Do you ever like feel people like running their hands kind of like through your scalp to see if they're tracks? Oh, hell no. You're not touching my. Oh, no. Brooke, you must want me to fight out here. No, no one's touching my scalp. Hell no. My man's to do right. that, but nobody else. Like, I wonder if in part people just assume that people have tracks and they might just be thinking that you do and they just don't ask. Or if it's some low-key colorism and they're like, her hair's probably real. Like, they're just like not asking the I question. I mean, I do get, are you Dominican? Right, like people probably think you're yeah. like, I'm like mixed with something. Which yeah. is yeah. anti-black. Exactly. Because yeah. even black people can have, have long, long hair. hair. Right. Slash there are black Dominicans, so, but whatever. Yes. It's yeah. very yes, complicated. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. But like that whole thing of like, what are you mixed with? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is like a very offensive question. Yeah. I was thinking about this though, as we were coming in and I was like, Brooke is so versatile with her natural hair. Yeah, like, I do. And, and I, I don't think I've seen you straighten your hair often. Like, no, she straightened it the other day. I got a press recently. You did? Okay. Yeah, to get a trim. Pretty. To get a trim. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't see, yeah, I don't see you consistently with a blowout. You know what? I had heat damage once and I have like PTSD from that. Mm, yeah. Like, were you doing damage? relaxer? No, I wasn't doing a relaxer. Okay. It was just like too much heat on my hair. And like, once those curls are gone, it's over. But yeah. I also have come to a point with my natural hair where I don't try for perfection. Like, I know the twist out is frizzy. I know that it's not like the symmetrical, right. like you two, like right. I know and I'm okay with it. Yeah. I think that's really key. And it doesn't have be. I think that's my issue. Like there was, remember there was a time, I mean, we can document it on the pod, podcast where I was right. like, I'm not straightening my hair. I remember. And people complimented me on it, but I couldn't handle that. I might have an event and I can't control how I'm going to look. 
Yeah, and that's it really stressed me. I think if you're going to embrace your curly hair or your textured hair or your kinky hair, you have to let go of that. Yeah, because the way my hair looks when I walk out the door is not how it's going to look half an hour later, an Mm -hmm. hour later, two hours later, and the next day just keeps getting bigger. It just keeps getting bigger (laughs) and does what it does. But I think you just have to be like, I'm the person that has just like kind of messy hair. White people have messy hair all the time. Unpopular Mm -hmm. opinion that I'm going to share. Yes, might get dragged. I don't think I'll ever really wear my natural hair because I'm too experimental. Mm. And so like I tried the big chop thing and to like grow it out. And then the next thing I know, I was dyeing it blonde and pink and purple. It was changing the texture. Then I was shaving my sides. Mm -hmm. And it's just like not like I think to have natural hair, you, you often need to like take care of alone. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, Moisturize you can also experiment it. a lot with natural hair. Yeah. I can do twists. I can do cornrows. I've done color. I've, I've had like a tapered cut. I can put it up in a frohawk. I can do a lot. Issa Rae does a lot with her natural this hair. Is oh, she does. does so she many does a lot. You're, you're giving amazing. me valid points. But I think, to okay, caveat. To do you, get to the point where relaxer? it's healthy. No, I just, okay. I, I just do blowouts. But to get to a point where it's healthy, like, I don't know if I'm going to ever pass the threshold. Like, but you know what? You can always do protective styles, you know, keep it under wraps, mm-hmm. let it grow and thrive. Okay. Question. What do we consider natural hair? Because exactly. I feel like Thank you. my hair is natural. Like I blow dry it, but like there's no chemicals in it. Yeah. Let's keep going with this conversation. I, I want you to finish the point because I think it's. Yeah. Important. And like we went on vacation and I like wet it and it was just doing its thing. Mm-hmm. And I was very uncomfortable. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy, but I consider my hair natural. I don't consider my hair natural. Why? why? Tell me why. Because I don't think like it being blown out and flat ironed isn't its natural state. But, but neither is a twist out. Everybody is a twist we, out. We manipulate our hair we manipulate. when we have. So this is my issue. Unquote, but natural heat? hair too. I have. Okay. Would you guys consider my hair natural? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have highlights. That's literally chemicals in my hair. Mm. Literally chemicals in my hair. Or the diffusers people do. That's heat. Mm-hmm. True. I do like a diffuser. You know, you so know? it's it's this. I think the natural hair movement has. It's very judgy. Very. It can be very judgy. Very, very judgy. I remember when Solange like said something like this was years and years ago. She was like, don't make me the poster girl for natural hair. Like I'm going to do what I want to do with my hair. And that's the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of like policing in the natural mm-hmm. hair community. I'm sure you guys have seen this. Like, are you 4A, 4B, yep. 4C, yes. 3B? Still don't get it. And it, there's nothing to be gained from that because <laughs> what does it even matter? So yeah, I think the nat- the whole natural hair thing is like very loaded. And I think we should just be empowered as Black women to do what we want with our hair. Correct. Period. Okay, wait. Because you can be natural and wear a lace front wig every single day and you're still natural. That is true. So then can we argue that a relaxer isn't... Because if you dye your hair... To some extent, it is changing the pattern. Right. Yes, that's true. It does. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but the word natural hair just doesn't really actually fit when you think about it. Because we're talking about, it's just, it's in its natural state. Yeah. Unless you just put water on your hair and do nothing else. Because right, if you're putting right. all this eco styler gel and defining every curl, is that natural? I mean, right. it's true. It's a whole conversation. And a lot of non-Black women don't wear their natural hair. Like I have so many like not. white or um, South Asian friends who are like, yeah, I straighten my hair every single day. Keratin. Or color their hair. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How many people have their natural hair color? Leave yeah. us alone. <laughs> right. Exactly. Leave black women alone. <laughs> literally. Yes, literally. I mean, I might have to say, leave all women alone, honestly. Yes, leave all yeah. women alone, really. Leave me alone. I love <laughs> Summer Walker. Did you, know you see that, that video? I have not seen this video. Okay, oh, we have it. Oh my God. <laughs> we'll share with you. It's okay. so good. 
<laughs> She's just saying, leave me alone. Summer. So you want the tea? Yeah. I want okay. Tea, so Summer Walker's baby dad. No. Yes. Yes. Baby daddy. London on the track. Ba- old baby mama. Yes. I forgot her name. I don't remember. She but was coming she, at there's summer. a few. She's been coming right. at summer. Yeah, been coming that. at summer. So now summer has broken up with London on the track. She said, "I gave you back your man. I gave you the car. Leave me alone." And she has this whole like five minute long video of her begging them <laughs> to get out of her life. She wants nothing to do with anyone. She and a little bop. And she makes a song about it. I love it. It's really good. I love it. Yeah, I really hope she's being left alone. She made a good case for it, right? <laughs> I was like, damn, this sounds annoying. No more drama, unproblematic. No more issues. No more cussing, fights, shade room, uh, neighborhood talk, gossip in the city. None of that shit. Let's all just be mature and raise our children, okay? Okay, this is the last one of the cards. I want you each to, maybe you, we'll do it to the person to the left of you, compliment one feature you love the most about them. I love Sade's huge eyes <laughs> and how she uses them. Not anymore, because she, she's not like that anymore. She's taken. Oh, yeah. Fine with it. <laughs> but in oh, the yeah. past, Sade could pull anyone at the bar by, <laughs> I know I don't think we curse on the show, but IFing them. Yes. Really? So what do you do? Just intense eye contact? It's an intense Wait, do eye it to contact. Birth. Oh my God. <laughs> it's really, really intense. Just, you it know really what? Just it makes you uncomfortable. Describe it, it for the listeners. So yeah. I mean, okay. I have very large eyes. I think they're my, thank you, because they're my favorite feature. And I will do like a nice smoky eye or like, mm. you know, like a deep eyeliner. And you, one kind of like look that person in the eye. You have to hold the eye contact. People <laughs> yeah. get afraid. Yeah. Because when the other person starts to look, then they're like, oh. You have to hold the eye contact, give them like a engage okay. and let them know like, yeah, you. How many <laughs> seconds are we holding the eye contact? As long as you need. Wow. Yeah. It's uncomfortable in my opinion. So when they, <laughs> But it works. So when they look away, you just keep going. Oh, yeah. And that's like, I want you. Yeah. And then they look back and they're like, oh, and you're still looking. still looking. That's bold. It's like an invitation. I like that. Yeah. It is. Single listeners, take note. It works, right? It works. Oh, that's so intense. It, that, feel, that feels like awkward to me, like a staring competition. But I get it, though. Okay, what am I going to pick about Glenice? I love your hair. Is that a feature? Like yeah, her natural hair or natural hair. Oh, oh, I'm like, you like these. Her fro. No, 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 no. Oh, your fro. Okay. Like, it's a pretty like iconic. Yeah, it's iconic. And like you and I were doing our like Rihanna pixie cuts mm-hmm. for a hot second. And we were really rocking that look. And then I want to say when you moved to Cambodia, you decided that you weren't like putting any relaxer, yeah. any heat, any anything and you whatever. I know we just had this whole natural hair conversation, but <laughs> you decided to grow your fro out. And it was like, I think I'm not going to lie. I want to say you were kind of like a pioneer, not in the like <laughs> natural hair community, but like of our friends yeah, no, to kind of like lean into it. And then it was just like, Glenn has this epic fro. Oh my gosh. Wait, Glenn, what, which year was this? This is 2013 that I okay. started. So this is like natural. Curly, Nick, curly Nikki, black girl, long hair. Like what were the blogs? Exactly. Yeah. Was, um, who was, was the other girl? Natural. Natural 85. Yes. Yeah. She has a hair care line now. Yes. Melanin. She was amazing. Oh. But, but you know what? Yeah. Chris, and I should talk to her on the show. I actually really love her, but her hair is like magical hair. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it really is. Her hair is not like 
and it like Normal seems to human grow hair. really fast. <laughs> You'll like be following step by step, and it's like this did not come out. The Maybe same. it's her products. <laughs> no, but this is pre her even having her own products. Oh, oh. I had, I just had friends at the time that were going natural, and they just every day were like, "You, you're tripping." What is, what are you, you still getting perms? You still getting relaxers? You're crazy. Like they would just tell me that. Yeah. And then one of my friends like cut my hair. She just cut it off. It was like very scary. It was like very intense, but very beautiful. It was a moment. And then we were in Cambodia together. Yeah. And we both had our little froze and it was like really cute. I remember Mm -hmm. that. And people were like very like in awe and fascinated of these like two black women like going through Angkor Wat with afros. Did anyone try to touch your hair in Cambodia? Oh, all the time. Wow. How'd you handle that? I kind of like let them do it because I just was like, you've never seen hair like mine before. Mm -hmm. And then I had like Bantu knots one day and they were like, what are these? And then I gave a bunch of women Bantu knots in the market. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is like a moment. Yeah, that's different. And and I had like relationships with these people. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it comes from a place of innocence. I feel like um, oftentimes when I'm in Turkey, I realize that when people ask about Mm. my braids or my hair, it's like, they're just truly mm-hmm. curiosity has them to a point where they can't hold it in. No, it's so true. Yeah. I couldn't believe that you were able to get braids and or you know, I got my braids taken out like literally oh. like small box braids. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. I'm looking at your face. There's so many things. Wait, I no, you say. should do Chelsea. Oh, okay. Okay. Can I still tell you though? Yeah. <laughs> such a cute nose oh, and you. like a beautiful smile. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Someone said that I had a nose job and I was very offended by that. Not because like I have anything wrong with nose jobs, but it's like, I feel like it fits my face. Like it doesn't look. But it is like a very perfect nose. It really does fit your face, but it's like a, it's a nose that people get. This is going to be creepy (laughs) because I've never met your son in person, but I actually like from here, up, like your cheeks up. I'm like, wait, that is your son's face. Really? Oh my God. Yeah, I see it. I see it. You're the first person to ever say that. Everyone's like, you were the photocopier. He's like your husband's baby, but I appreciate it. I He's a mix. He's a mix. I appreciate that. I see it. All right, you got it. Chelsea, I like your lips. <laughs> she knew it. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a very nice pout. Mm-hmm. They used to be called... And you guys DSL. all... You guys... But it used to be called what? <laughs> DSLs. DSLs. You got DSLs. And I was like... Is that oh. like a New York thing? Or I think you, so. Maybe everyone listening to this. It was so messed but... up because I was a child. Of course. Yeah. That was like the thing in like eighth grade. You'd be like, oh, she has DSL. Mm-hmm. Can I just say, you all weren't here and I was putting some lip liner on and this young lady says to me, I want to learn how to overline my lips. I um, could have just dropped the whole pencil. I was like, for what? Yeah, you for the look. But didn't you guys all do fillers? Yes. So let's. They did their lips. Okay. So so each of you say what you got done filler wise and what how you thought the end result was and will you do it again? Okay. So I filler and Botox. Yeah. Tell me what you got injected into your face. Yeah. yeah. So I've done two three rounds. And say your age if you don't mind. Yes. Also, I'm 29. Okay. So when I was like 27. Yeah. Was that the first time we did it? We went to California. (gasps) Chile. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I got my lips done. I put Botox above my upper lip to like... Did the lip flip thing? Kind yep. of, like for like my gummy smile. So it just like re- like restricts okay. as much like how much I can smile. And I had chin filler. Mm. I think those were the only things okay. I did at the time. When you say restricts how much I can smile, that doesn't sound like a good thing. To I know, me. <laughs> I know. It's just like 
where my lip would rise yeah. above like that space between your nose and your upper lip. It yeah. just like relaxed okay. that muscle a little bit. Were you happy with the result? That's all that matters. <laughs> it kind it didn't really work. And then now I'm like, I've embraced it. I'm like, yeah. whatever, you're going to get some gums when I smile. I, love I think that. it's like gums are beautiful. Yeah. I think it's like adorable at this point. I love that. Um, and I did really like my chin filler the first time around. I like, you know, I was happy with it with all of it the first time. And the second time we all went to this doctor called Dr. Cash. They'll tell you what they did with her. And I did chin filler again, just a little bit, I think, lip filler and Botox in the masseter, um, which I didn't love. I feel like it just like relaxed my face like too much. Okay. And what's the masseter? Oh, that's like if you clench down like the muscle that you feel at the back of your jaw, basically. So it's for people that have like TMJ. Okay. And it can also apparently Girl, what is TMJ? like lock jaw. Tongue thrust. It's like something about tongue thrusting. Oh, it's, jaw. It's something with your jaw being very tight. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 oh. yeah. So it'll relax that. You I'm and your a, YouTube university. I know. She's a doctor, yeah. <laughs> um, Dr. Glenn. I feel like she gave me Botox someplace else too. Oh, Did we both, she got, I got Botox in my chin. Yeah. And then, unnecessary. Wait, was, there's so much attention on the chin. <laughs> I know so much chin. So I really wanted to like in like lengthen my profile. Okay. Yeah. So, but she she gave both Chelsea and I Botox on the chin. So you know, like when you like make a little when you like clench your like move your lips up and your chin like dimples. Mm -hmm. The Botox in the chin apparently is supposed to like relax that and it just makes your chin like hang a little bit longer. But I think you should like make it clear that we kind of went to her and we were like just. Do whatever you want. Thing. Right. Like we, That's like, true. Like wow. Glenn did have some things that she wanted to do, but we also were like, what do you think? So yeah. it, it, it was okay. kind of like. Yeah, I would have never asked for Botox in my chin. Yeah. My whole face stopped working for like a week. I was freaking out. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> so out. stressful for me. Like I would not be able to handle that. Okay. Shut Wait, I have one more. Okay, tell, tell, but then I also tell just us. got Botox in my forehead like a month or two ago. And that's that been my favorite really? thing. At 29. That's so young. I just feel like, yeah. well. Do what you want. I just love it. I okay. really am it obsessed good. with it. It looks I mean, it looks great. great. You look beautiful. Like, and like my forehead very was smooth. crinkling up and doing all it's kind of It's your hard-earned money and you're allowed to spend it how you want. And you could use all the creams in the world and that doesn't change the way your forehead wrinkles. So, Correct. Correct. I'm very happy about it. What okay, did you guys do? Okay. So my first time ever doing anything, I did lip filler. My second time, so, I did... So, sorry. Pause there. You have very full lips already. That's what I... It's oh, my and also filler. my top lip has filler. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It looks good. Thank it you. looks great. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Shout out to my doctor. So yeah, the first time I did lip filler in my top lip, and I think she did a little bit in the bottom. And then I realized I don't really need that. Second time lip filler again in the top lip filler in my nose along my bridge, as well as Botox in between my eyebrows. Oh, and you're young too. How old are you? I'm also 29. So, okay, 29-year-olds getting Botox. This is a thing. It Preventative. Is. So you want to know something? It's not so much about the wrinkles for me. I feel like it like snatches your face. I it agree. It smooths it. Smooths it out. It, like you feel like so tight natural and refreshed. Have you never had Botox? Never. <sighs> yeah. And you have a great bone Your forehead is yeah, great. Forehead what? Smooth. I was told I'm not a candidate because when I raise my eyebrows, I don't have... No. Not, I thought here. you had Botox. Yeah, that means <laughs> you don't need it. No, I don't. I've never had Botox. So they said you're not a candidate. Yeah, no, no, no. You didn't need it. And okay. my third round, I did Botox in my forehead, in between my eyebrows and more lip filler. And I, and I think that's going to be my my true. I really want to do under eye filler, but I'm very torn. I'm torn. 
Well, well Chelsea can speak on it. So I've only done it once and it was very terrifying for me. <laughs> but we were doing something for the podcast. And oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody forced the needle in your face. <laughs> That's true. But Dr. Cash made me feel very comfortable. But I was like, I don't want to look different. I just want to look like a filter kind of. Okay. Actually, I didn't say that. And I should have said that. I just said I want to no, I think a- you did say that. Oh, I did? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I was very scared. But anyways, you so she put, that, she put under eye filler and she put filler in my... What's this called? Cheekbones. Cheekbones. And she put Botox in my chin. And how'd you feel about the final result? So the first day, I literally kept saying I look like Ace Ventura. (laughs) (laughs) Like the mask. (laughs) But then this was, oh my God, that night was so hilarious because you can't, if you get filler, you can't sleep on the filler because you'll smush it. (laughs) So we were, we sat up in the bed, all of us. Hilarious. Drunk as hell because we were drinking. Oh, well, we weren't supposed to, to be drinking, but we were like, we need to drink. She said we could have white wine. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And we had like ice packs on our face. Like, and we were all sitting in bed. I, I was, Glenn somehow ended up in my bed. And in the middle of the night, she like pushed me and she's like, you're on your face. <laughs> I was like, girl, get up, get up, get up. Get up, get up. <laughs> I was like, oh God, oh I'm going to be lopsided. Friend. <laughs> but she, um... I mean, I, I look at before and after photos and I think she I think she was great because it's so subtle, subtle. like yes. she didn't put I don't think she used like a full syringe or anything. She just put like a little bit under the eyes, which I think I would do under eyes again. Yeah, I've done under eyes. It's been like two and a half years. I should probably do it again. Yeah. How long ago was ours? I January. Think, OK, so ours is kind of old. I know because I'm yeah. keeping that. Up. Yeah. Keeping yeah. It up. But up. the chin one was weird. I don't recommend that. That was really for you, weird. for me. I yeah. like. I remember it was personal. my birthday, and, and you're also very young. Sorry, we didn't say your age, but twenty five. You're a baby. Twenty five. You are a liar. She's a liar. Excuse me. Under, um, you're under thirty. I'm under there we 30. go. You're under thirty. I'm very under thirty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just really quick, it was my birthday the month that we got it because my birthday's in January, and my boyfriend like did like this whole surprise thing, and in all the videos. I can't smile. Yeah. And it was so weird. I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So I would not do out. that again. That would have me panicked. Yeah. Um, I want to get serious for a second and then we'll wrap up. I would love to hear from all of you. I know you guys grew up in Brooklyn, so I'm very interested in your experience with this. Growing up, did you feel beautiful when you were young girls? Not really. I felt awkward for a long time. And then I felt like I want to say sexy, but that's like not the word I mean. But really because I started like sexualized, sexualized mm. um, which I would conflate with like feeling like I was like worthy in some physical yeah. way. Mm. But I used to just, you know, get hollered at on the street all the right. time. The cat calling. All the time. Like when you're 12. Yes. Because Glenn has a... I have a big ass. Yeah. So I, I never asked if we're allowed to curse on here. I'm so oh, sorry. Course, I let a couple it. slip throughout. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like my thing. That and I used to like let that feed me mm. and my like sense of self and confidence and stuff. I'd be like, "Damn, ain't nobody trying to holler today. What's up?" Mm. Like I would li- literally like feel that way. But yeah, wow. yeah, that's such a specific New York thing of being sexualized at a young age by men catcalling you on the street. Yeah, yeah, old yeah. ass men, yeah. mm-hmm. old men. It's weird. Even when I was in my school uniform, like my pleated skirt, that would happen. No, that's just that's when it would happen the most. That's so weird. It's of course it's so, <laughs> so disgusting, weird because I would always think like oh maybe they think I'm older because I'm more developed. No, they knew because how old were you? 
13. Right. How, oh, maybe she's 16. Like, think. Right, right, right. No, that's even that is so, that's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. I always felt beautiful. No, yeah, I'm trying to word this and not sound like an asshole. I always was like very confident. I definitely felt beautiful. I I always hated my nose. To this day, I'm like, "Mm, do I want a nose job? You have a great nose. I don't love the bridge. I kind of want to like, Bring the bridge down a little bit. I think I personally feel that people have noses that fit their face. Yes. Mm. People have said this to me very often. Everything's very proportional. And I think your nose fits your face and your features so beautifully that if you changed it, it would like take away from your beauty. And that's the thing. Like once you do it, it's not like if you're like, put the bridge back. (laughs) Right. Right. It probably could actually. Dr. Bobby, I'm sure he could do it. Uh, (laughs) He can do anything. But yeah. So I think like that was an insecurity of mine. But like, I always felt like I was different looking and like that made me cool. Mm, That's cool. Like I always kind of liked that about myself. Maybe I never thought I was conventionally beautiful, like Mm. what I saw in music videos, Mm -hmm. but I always felt like I had a look and, and I liked that about myself. But I wouldn't say when I would like compare myself to the things I would see in like a magazine or like the typical like video girl that I felt like, oh, like I look like that. But I always was like, you're good. And some of that may be Leo energy, but also like shout out to your parents, right? Because I think our parents have totally. mm-hmm. a really big role in making us feel beautiful. Good job, Sabrina. Good job, Steven. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because my mom tells me I'm beautiful every second, but... I did not feel it. And I was going to middle school in Bushwick, which now it's very white. But when I was growing up, it was very like Latino, you know, Spanish speakers. And that's where I went to school. And my real last name is Rojas. And I do have roots in Venezuela, but like I wasn't Spanish enough. Mm -hmm. Like I was like the black girl at my school, like as weird as that sounds. But so my hair wasn't the same. And also like they used to like, call me like not monkey but like oh you're hairy like a monkey because I'm so hairy yeah. like a full-grown mustache hair on my face <laughs> hairy yeah, girl have beautiful thick brows right gorgeous hair and these lashes well, like these are micro shaded I'm not gonna the corners are because they're very far apart anyways they are thick <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yes it, now I'm like well I have hair so correct. Right. But yeah, 19. growing up, it was it was a lot of like, you're very hairy. And then, you know, you go through puberty and then you get even hairier. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's such a like product of your environment, I think, as well, because to your point, like, I feel like you went through that and then you went to like such a like a white. Mm-hmm. boarding school I thought I was like deformed or something at boarding school yeah, I talked, was like you damn about that <laughs> I must be hideous mm. yeah there was this like tweet that was going around like a few weeks ago that was like like when did you realize that you weren't ugly you were just in like majority white, white spaces, spaces. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I was like, like so deep I was like yes resonates but, but yet senior week all the boys were trying to holler it was very interesting <laughs> I think that was that might be a part of some of what I was going through though like Again, sorry. I'm not trying to be like, oh man, I'm so hot. But when I was in <laughs> elementary school, fifth grade, like fourth, fifth, whatever, however old you are in that time, I kind of like rolled with this crew and they were all like light skinned girls. And I was like the brown skinned girl of the mm-hmm. crew, but like mm-hmm. still was very like respected and affirmed. It, it really has so much to do with like the people telling you mm-hmm. how you look. And so I was like, I'm different from them, but like still felt good. And then when I went to my predominantly white school, like 
I was one of three black girls, but all the boys, I think were just like, mm. oh, it's fresh meat. So I was like, woo, I feel cute. But yeah. I wish that it didn't have to necessarily depend on someone else yeah. making you feel cute or special. Yeah. Totally. Like you could just kind of like see it in yourself. And so much I think of like your childhood is someone else telling you like, oh, you're getting sexualized for your body. For for me, it was my boobs or like, right. you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. That's very real. Well, final question. I've had so much fun talking to you guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so good. So fun. It is, when do you feel most beautiful? Anyone can start. Why are y'all looking at me? <laughs> Before I started working in the job I work in now, I was a, a teacher of like children, like pre-K, kindergarten age kids. And I, fe- I, f- I would feel spiritually beautiful when I was like being nurturing and giving and like taking care of them and like, being like a good person, I guess. And I would just like watch the way they looked at me when I felt like I could like support them. I felt there's a part of it that's probably just like my womb talking or something because I just would feel like this like divinely like feminine and beautiful, mm. like, like, like a love, like lovely, like, like a lovely spirit, if that makes sense. Kids know. Kids are yeah. like very intuitive, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not like caught up in like society standards of beauty. It's yeah. like this like pure acknowledgement of beauty, which is like much more internal. Totally. That. Yeah. Can I give two? I'm going to give two. I'll be fast. Mm-hmm. So the first one, because you guys are making me think of kids a lot. My niece is starting middle school tomorrow, actually. <gasps> Shout oh out to God. Avery. And she's in this mode where she like thinks she's fat, like all this stuff. And like, anyways, when she's with me, she literally makes me feel so beautiful. Like she makes me feel like I'm Beyonce or something. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I was just like you. Like we are the same. You like, I always talk, we're like, you have a kid body. Like you don't have yeah. Auntie Chelsea's body because you're a kid. I'm a grown up, mm-hmm. but you're beautiful. Like whatever. So she makes me feel really beautiful just because I think she like looks up to me a lot. And then when I'm fresh out the shower, have like body oil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend kisses me on the forehead. Oh, very cute. That's cute. Okay. I also have two, but I'm going to be quick and sorry. These are not as non-superficial as Glenn and Chelsea. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm going to be honest. I feel the most beautiful when I have my lashes and my eyebrows done and my, and my lip is waxed (laughs) and the skin is just fire. Yes. The skin is fresh. Like you've washed your face, you have your oils on, but like lashes are kind of popping. It's like the natural sexy, but like when people are are like, oh yeah, I'm natural. And it's like, girl, you got 80 mink lashes in your eyelid. Yeah. But, I still love it. And recently this guy I've been seeing when I like wake up and he's like all like cuddly on me. I'm like, oh my God, I I still got it in the morning with the eye crust. Okay. (laughs) With the morning breath. (laughs) Right. I'm like, wow, I feel really pretty right now. So cute. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I love talking you, to you guys. This has been such an awesome Black Girls Texting X Naked Beauty collab. Yes. yes. So, so fun. Um, I will link in the show notes where people can listen to your amazing show and find all of you. But this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. So Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 